Welcome to the Happiness Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goody. Stay with me for expansion, activation, and awareness on your spiritual journey through life and business. Today, I'm joined by Carrie Severson, spiritual mentor and storyteller coach for women. Carrie has a background in journalism, public relations, and marketing, as has been on a deep spiritual quest for more than a decade. She blends her storytelling gift and spiritual experience as she works with women in one-on-one coaching, group programs, or online storytelling courses she's created. Carrie has delivered more than 100 speeches in her career as an entrepreneur in front of hundreds of leaders and has been published nearly a thousand times in newspapers, magazines, and online media outlets. Her mission has always been to help women share their stories. With 20 years in the publishing industry, Carrie is masterful at bringing stories to light. She uses her intuitive skills to create powerful, positive, impactful stories and works with clients around the world to do the same. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for being here. So Mm -hmm. we have a lot to talk about today, and I know we have been trying to get together to do this interview for a long time, and it feels like Mm -hmm. the stars have finally aligned for us. I know. (laughs) Yes, and I think it's just at the right time, too. So I know that... Yeah, this this new kind of energy is really coming out of your work that I'm really loving, um, and I'm noticing even across your posts and your videos and things like this. Thank so, you. Yeah, it's it's really really good. So this unapologetic voice, can you talk yeah. to me a little bit about it and what that means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a storyteller, I've I've shared and I've been a part of that story world for two decades. I've shared a lot of other people's stories. I've helped a lot of other people share their stories. And when I started to work, do a much more internal work that I think a lot of spiritual women really did in 2017, I started to find a more deeply rooted feminine voice that had this fierceness to it that was supporting my truth. And yeah. I found that diving into that every day, tapping into that, getting grounded in that energy allowed me to redefine my voice, redefine my life, redefine who I am showing up as and feeling confident in my integrity. And just this idea of being unapologetic in that came forward. And um. I started to share that work at my at a spiritual summit that I co-hosted in May of 2018. And when that concluded and I was able to stand up for the first time and share this work, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run with this. So I shifted, I've stepped into it, and I feel um, grounded and unapologetic in it. So I'm excited. Ah, it feels so powerful too, but I love it how, um, and I've been seeing this across kind of the entrepreneur world lately too, where, yeah, like you said, 2017, a lot of shifts, a lot of people kind of getting into feminine, and 2018 is like the power feminine. It's kind of like the the evolved version. I love this. Okay, that's, that makes a lot of sense to me too, and that's, Mm -hmm. I can see the energy in your work too, but I love the explanation you gave (laughs) to it. Really, really cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's. It's really, really good. And you know what? I've been feeling that a little bit too, just this kind of like um, kind of throwing down the gloves kind of thing and just like getting to it, but still at the same time honoring yourself while doing it. So very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That has a lot to do with that. 
Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I want to know more. I want to know all the things about this. Um, so for all our listeners out there, how can they start just starting the process of finding their unique, unapologetic voice? Well, I start usually by um, taking a couple of deep breaths and getting centered and allowing my mind to settle and feeling into my body on where I'm feeling pressure. Some people yeah. call it stress. Some people call it black. It's really just a pressure. Is it in your stomach? Is it in your tailbone, in your hips? And if you can identify, really put like a characteristic to it, put a personality to it. What does that pressure sound like? What does it look like? Why is it there? Pretty soon we start to see um, the, the expression is literally like clenched. Yeah. And if you're able to, to soften it a little bit and allow yourself to give that pressure a voice and do that work to release that voice, eventually you'll be done, led down this road of what that voice is really here to say. If you have to do some internal work, if you have to change your story to put focus on something else, but finding your voice unapologetically really does come with doing the internal work and the internal dialogue aware you are not expressing yourself already. And um, once you do that, you'll be led down the road of, this is who I really am. This is my true voice. This is what my message is. And all of that is internal first. So all of that is in the finding of your voice. And that can take a long time. And, you know, and I, I didn't do it solo. I highly recommend that you're like in a supportive <laughs> group or a mastermind or, you know, like a goddess circle of some kind. Because yeah. a lot of that stuff that we keep inside and we're not expressing a, it'll come out in health issues, and I can, I can, yep. <laughs> I'm a total testimony for that. But um, it's so much head trash. It's so much mm. old stories that we've been keeping from our parents, our grandparents, our families, our exes, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you need somebody to help you re remind you that that stuff is not yours. That is not your voice. You shouldn't be holding on to it. Yes. So first, really like having that courage to, to, to take a look at yourself and to pay attention just physically, not something that you have to be like, you know, completely psychic and be like, what are my blocks to this? It's not about that. It's about no. working with what you have, tuning into your own body and yes. then working with that, but having the courage to actually do that because I know a lot of people are, it's so much easier to just avoid it, right? And then right. just be like, just right on the surface level kind of stuff. But this is, this is where the gold really is. Well, I can, from what I can see in your work anyway. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, doing that work of finding that. And so I'll ask, I'll ask my clients questions like, um, if you were sitting at a coffee table with um, this pressure in your life and it were your best friend, what would mm -hmm. it say to you? And yes. I'll sometimes just journal out yeah. what I think that is saying. I'll give it a voice. And uh, again, going through that work, gives me the understanding of what my true voice actually sounds like. Because when we are doing that mirror work or that internal dialogue work, um, we know ourselves better than anybody else. Yeah. And when you give those little pieces a voice, you're going to find something you haven't found before. And that usually is your unapologetic true voice. Wow. And yeah, and I like what you said too about that it's not something that's just kind of like a quick fix. You do it once and then you're like, I'm an expert at this. This is good. No, like it's, it's daily. Yeah, it's <laughs> daily. a practice. Yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah, and support. I mean, that's that's so, so, so crucial for so many different areas. Yeah. Oh, I love that too. And I can see now a little bit too why I can why it's been such a tricky thing for us to connect because even the things that you're talking about are relating to myself and relating to things that I want to be working on on myself but I'm currently avoiding. So I'm, I really like this conversation for my own personal benefit <laughs> as well as the listeners out there who I'm sure are getting as much out of it too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, Very that's cool. really good. Okay, so first step, having that courage, just taking, yeah, taking your breath, getting centered, um, kind of sitting in your space, and then just tuning into your body, asking where mm-hmm. the pressure is, talking to, talking that resistance, that pressure, that block, whatever it is mm-hmm. you want to call it, talking mm-hmm. to that space, and then asking what that is saying to you first, trying mm-hmm. to o- opening a dialogue, basically, mm-hmm. opening up that, okay, really, really good. So now, as, as we're kind of moving towards understanding that a little bit more, and then moving to the point of expressing it, how mm-hmm. can we start to move towards expressing our unapologetic voice? All right, so this is where um, my background in the journalism media business comes into play because yeah. um, there is a opportunity um, once we find our message and we find our voice and we know what that sounds like and feels like, we then go into more of a, a self-editing sort of phase where it's like, what part of my, my voice is the internal dialogue and which part is meant for the public? And um, when you do find your lessons in that sort of self-discovery of private versus public, there are so many opportunities for you to stand up in your integrity, in your truth, with clarity, and share lessons from your own journey and your own bridge to soul audiences. And now, really, there I can't express how many opportunities there are for leaders today to have their personal stories told through, you know, podcast interviews, through webinars, through online magazines, through print publications, through speaking opportunities, through self-publishing books. And it really is in that self-editing phase where you're, what from my lesson and what is it about my voice that I am meant to share with, the, with my soul audience? Yes. Um, chances are you're going to find several lessons several opportunities based on your own journey, your own yellow brick road that can be turned into structured, streamlined, short stories, speeches, essays, books. And then, you know, I mean, it is an ongoing journey, right? And so I'm talking about like big things yeah, um, and small stepping stones, um, putting together, you know, a 500 to 800 word blog and putting, turning to your immediate audience and seeing if they have blog guest opportunities, um, yeah. all the way over to structuring it into 50,000 words and writing a book. So, right. um, it is, it is, there are plenty of opportunities that really is just staying committed and dedicated to expressing the voice that you finally found that you're here to share. Oh, I love that. So the, like, the key is really to get started, get it into a practice, get some support, and mm-hmm. then keep going at this consistently. The people that are listening to this that are feeling call, feeling like this is an important interview for you to be listening to, Carrie is a person that you, know, you have been waiting for, just 
well, number one, just go join her Facebook group so that you have contact with her to begin <laughs> with and get the process started because it's, it, it, it needs to get started to become a practice or yeah. to become even occasional. <laughs> it needs to get right. started. And it is a journey. Like it isn't yeah. a, I finally figured out what lesson I'm here to share. I'm going to write a speech right? and get paid 12 grand for it. Like yeah. I've been doing this work for 20 years. It is an ongoing process and, yeah. um, you know, you're never, your journey, your lessons, your opportunity to share and teach um, never ends. And it literally is just an up, it really is staying dedicated to making sure that your voice is heard. And I have to say that now more than ever, I'm in a lot of really big writers groups with like, mm-hmm. you know, 50,000, 100,000 different editors and writers and publishers and agents and so many are looking for fresh voices, fresh talent, because mm-hmm. we are literally in a point of humanity mm-hmm. where this things have sort of cracked open and yeah. new voices, fresh perspective, new light is emerging. And there are so many new people coming to the forefront saying, this is what I have to say. And I'm seeing this with love and light and people are resonating with that. And so it's insane. It's so, it's such a beautiful opportunity to know your voice, to express your voice and to be unapologetic in that voice. Yes. And that makes sense because I mean, that's one of the things that'll go through my mind too. I'm like, it's all been said. And I know that it's a limiting thought, but it's still something that happens in my mind. It's all been said. Why would they need my perspective? Why would they need my story on it? Right. So I think that's pretty common. Well, the fear of visibility Mm -hmm. and is a huge thing that I work with. So many women come forward and I work with women primarily. So many women come forward and say, what if nobody reads this or what if nobody cares? And Mm -hmm. I remind them that if the universe gave this to you, if God gave this to you, and you have done your work and you found your voice and you know your internal lesson and your external lesson, chances are somebody is going through it two steps behind you Mm -hmm. who's looking for you to help them. We're never really alone in this. Yeah. We're never alone in this. And so moving through the fear of visibility is important. It really is. It really is. And that's, oh my goodness, I see that across the board for so mm-hmm. many different things. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I find women are just working on so, so much. And we're like kicking ass at it, if I do say so myself. Yes. I'm seeing a lot of people stepping up a lot more and like having the courage to go in and to deal with some of these things and to, um, to bring some lightness to those areas in order to shine their own light out. So mm-hmm. what a... It is. It's a really, like, yes, it's a kind of a chaotic and a crazy time, but it, there's so much potential in that, too. Yes. So, yeah, I, I totally agree there. So, okay, so let's shift gears a little tiny bit here, and I want to talk to you a little bit about success. I know you have okay. this really unique definition of success. Can you share a little bit of that wisdom with our audience today? Mm-hmm. So, um, I found my unapologetic voice by questioning who I am without uh, my Mrs. status, because I'm single, mm-hmm. and without my professional attachment to storytelling. Mm-hmm. So mm, I had to redefine who I am at my core with mm-hmm. just my voice, without yeah. any other aspect of life, you know, like any attachments yes. or anything. Yeah. And um, so my definition of success is is this idea of being unapologetically individual and unique and 
deeply rooted in my femininity, my divine right to live my life from a place of health, peace, and prosperity. Yes. And prosperity and the idea of like abundance all, not associated with any other aspect of just being overflowing with yes. life, you know? Yes, I do. I totally do. Yeah. And that took a while. And it's still like, I, you could probably hear it and feel it in my voice. It's still an ongoing process because of course. Um, I'm, you know, I've built businesses. I've, I've written books about my journey. And to be able to find that space, that neutrality, without any attachment is, an, is my ongoing opportunity. So that's what I work on every single day. And if I can find that and I can be at peace with that, my day is successful. So at times when I feel my anxiety rise, I look for my feet and I remind myself to take a deep breath and get centered again and pull my energy back into my core and just sort of breathe through my day is successful because I am at peace with who I am. Yes. Uh, I love that. I am, I'm in total agreement with you on that too. My, and this is, well, this is kind of the whole happiness alchemy thing because that's my definition of success is mm-hmm. being able to, to A, yes, have a sense of yourself, know yourself, which mm-hmm. of course we're never done with that. Right. So oh, like, sure. yeah, so success is something that we can kind of be in the energy of, but not necessarily a destination is, is how I personally feel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Do you have any kind of ideas for first steps people could take? Because I love that a lot um, to kind of start to get in that energy. Did you find it was most beneficial like um, when you were kind of like journaling and, um, and, and kind of defining yourself without the kind of social um, labels that, that are on you? Was mm-hmm. that a, a pretty key part of it? Or was there anything in particular that really stood out? Yeah. So I, um, <laughs> my work started first and foremost by identifying who I showed up for as for me. Mm-hmm. So I found that I was putting so much emphasis on external. Yeah. Right. I was so yeah. attached to running business. I was so professional. I was so inundated with, you know, um, go, 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 that leaning back was something I had to do. I made, my first step was to make, um, make that sort of list of who am I showing up for as myself, or does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Who am I showing up for as, for, for me? Okay. And then, um, I made a list of adjectives that I could see in my characteristics every day that were supporting mm-hmm. me. Did I really like those characteristics? And if not, what did I need to do for myself to, to be the person I wanted to be, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have this list of like 50 adjectives that I play with a lot. And um, I start my day with them like, who do I want to be today? And yeah. I'll circle like five of them and make sure that my days are set that way. And again, they're not associated with business or professional. Like one of my words is self-aware. Mm-hmm. I choose that word a lot so that I'm consistently in my body, you know? Exactly. Um, and I'm a wordsmith. I'm, you know, words are my superpower. And so I do start a lot with, in this work with what words are you associating to your energy, your feelings, your emotions, your actions, and 
if you have to replace some of those words to get a new mm -hmm. action, mm -hmm. you know, what new word are you going to bring in? Um, one thing that I loved to do in this journey was make a list of non-negotiables. And that really changed my trajectory. Mm -hmm. Non-negotiables um, that were going to be in my life on either a daily basis, a weekly, or a monthly basis. That helped me separate personal and professional. Mm -hmm. And then I started to be able to breathe a little bit better and find that middle ground, that neutrality that I really wanted in my life yeah. so that more could come in, right? Exactly. So non-negotiables for me were what is expression because I rooted in storytelling. If I'm not expressing myself some way, somehow each day, uh, I have all of this extra energy I don't know what to do with. Yeah. So if it's not storytelling, if it's not doing um, a creative activity, um, I have to dance it out. I have to, you know, express myself some way, somehow. Um, yeah, so you have, it's like, it's like you created your own toolbox to keep yes. you kind of in this zone. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that so, may, yeah. Sorry, oh, continue ahead. there. No, no I was going to say, yeah, non-negotiables of whatever is going to help you redefine what success means to you. Yeah. And then really doing that word work to make sure that the words that you're, you're using or showing up as in your character are moving you on the right path. Like those two pieces, I think, are great mirror, you know, mirror association work. Exactly. And it like, I mean, there's, there's so much power in that too with um, like so many people talk about like I am statements and, you know, yeah. what, what emotions, words evoke in you and you know, your work there takes all of those things really into account and helps you to embody. It's just more of yourself is mm -hmm. all that it is, but it's just remembering to focus on it that we, we forget because of the zooming world around us, right? That mm -hmm. it's so easy to forget. So that focus is, it's so important. Like, I mean, it's so easy for us to just kind of chat about and be like, oh, you know, it made a big difference. But then whenever it comes down to it, like it's, it's a huge difference. Like it's something that can really take big shifts. Um, in people's lives whenever you're actually implementing these things. So that's, mm -hmm. I find that's a really, really good piece of advice. I'm going to put these things that you're saying into practice. I'm actually really excited for that. <laughs> this is really good. I'm getting a lot out of this interview too. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to listen back to it. So, so that, that's amazing. I really, really love this. So now I want to move on to a question that I ask all of my guests, and that mm -hmm. is, can you tell me about a time when you created happiness alchemy in your life? So turned a struggle or a challenge into growth and empowerment, and I'm sure you're full of them. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. So um, there's two major turning points in my life, and both related to burnout, where mm -hmm. I literally didn't stop until my body broke. Yes, I and, did the same. <laughs> and so, and I did it twice. You'd think I'd learn my lesson, but nope, I tried it one more time just to, just to make sure. Just to make but, sure. Yes. Um, so the last time actually was 2017 where mm -hmm. my body literally broke and my immune system was dead. And yep. I had to, I had to be at peace. I had to find peace. I had to heal. I, there, I was bedridden. There were literally no like days where all I had was my mind and my yeah. breath. And um, that was a, a, like a nine month journey of healing my body internally. Wow. So that, uh, and I started doing a lot of this work at that time. 
And so that that's, I think when I met you, I found you, I started listening. I mean, like what you need, you get, right? So exactly getting to the point where I was so, um, I, I mean, the word broken just keeps coming to mind, but there was this underserved theme in my life where I just was not allowing myself to be supported. Mm-hmm. And turning that into a year later, A, having my health back, literally being able to walk is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. But um, where my mind is quiet, I have space. I know what happiness feels like now. Again, I know what happiness feels like again. And I have a deeper understanding of my voice and myself and my femininity. Um, so for me, that turning point really was saying, okay, I have to do this and I have to do it at a level I've never done before. And I have to learn how to love myself deeper than anyone can. And I have to give myself permission to redefine who I'm showing up as in the world so that this never happens again. And I've done that work, but I had, I mean, I literally did not have any other option. That was my option was. And that's the way the universe has to do it sometimes I know, right? for people like you. And like, I mean, I'm in the same boat too, where it'll just be like, push, 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 push. Cause I have the energy to do this. So I'm going to keep pushing through, but yeah. never really listening to yourself. So the universe has to kind of totally topple you over sometimes yeah. it was nuts. <laughs> to pay attention. But that's, yeah, that's amazing. And when you're talking about it, I can feel how much empowerment came from that the, the whole process for you and how much more um, kind of like a soul connection almost it feels like. It's yeah, it was crazy. Just a little backstory. I did. Um, I, one of my deepest desires is to be a mother mm-hmm. and I put my career first and I ran after my career and not knowingly putting my love life on the back burner by doing that. Right. And so when I finally found space in my life to start dating, I was um, in my late thirties and I decided to preserve my fertility. And so I opted into uh, fertility treatments. Mm-hmm. And the, the fertility drugs put so much, so much stress on my immune system that my immune system literally cracked. Wow. And in, in a matter of 13 months, I ended up with eight bacteria infections, three fungus infections in my gut, two cases of the flu, and mold poisoning in my body. Wow. And had to go part-time in my business, had to literally take months off. Had rely, to, yeah. Had to yeah. rely <laughs> on my savings and my support team, my support system, like my family, mm-hmm. and do this work I've been talking about so that I could, I mean, there's so many lessons that came in from that experience. Right. And truthfully, I really do believe that I went through that so that I could find my voice unapologetically to help women do the same thing. And so I accept what I put myself through. Um, (laughs) And I'm definitely now in a space of I'm healed, I understand it, I'm passing on the lessons, and I'm doing everything I can to take this message and go massive with it. So I hope that helps. Yeah, and and plus you're self-aware enough, too, that you if you start to travel down that road again, yourself aware enough to be like, oh, yes. hey, heading down that road, not going not gonna to do that again. And for right now, it's like a daily, it literally is a daily yeah. checkpoint where I yeah. will s- sit up a little bit straighter and I'll be like, where's my energy? Oh, I can't feel it. That's because I don't, I'm not connected to it. So it's yep. taking those moments and leaning back and allowing myself that grace and that space for sure. 
Exactly. Oh, everybody can please take that to heart. And I know that's one thing I myself too, it's, it's a daily, daily thing. A lot mm-hmm. of people that, that are like kind of super productive people and creative people, I think really, really need to take that to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people like I'll notice my husband's more of a real relaxed kind of type. And I just, I, I, it infuriates me sometimes how easily he relaxes and will just like do nothing where I have to put like a good amount of effort to stop myself from doing things. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> I know. Yes. I, uh, yeah, I'm the same way where the being is yeah. where we, you know, we really get the, the grace and the, yes. um, the femininity is in that being, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the one that it actually takes Ooh. me effort to get into, but yeah, it's it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. So, of course, I am encouraging our listeners to go and check you out online. Definitely join your Facebook group, the Un- the you. Unapologetic Voice. I I love it. Um, Thank you. But what are you working on right now, and where can they go find you online uh, to connect with you more? I'm at CurieSeaperson.com, and um, I. Um, actually, I'm starting book uh, book writing masterminds. Yes. Uh, my, my first one launches uh, now, and I will be repeating them. I'm looking for and calling in women who are in different stages of their, their voice experience of embracing it, putting it into um, action in terms of like a book outline or even speech strategy, things like that. So I'm looking for women who are in the stages of embracing their voice, finding their voice, and then expressing it. And um, my first mastermind is uh, I'm keeping them small, and Mm -hmm. I do want to repeat them and offer several at the same time. So that is what I'm working on and putting out into the world. I love that, and yeah, I've been feeling I've been feeling a little pulled to that mastermind myself. So, <laughs> so oh, I'll have to cool. check that out a little further for thank sure. You. So, yeah, yeah Carrie, time. thank you so so much for joining thank me you. today. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Visit happinessalchemy.com for your free shamanic journey and to learn about the Happiness Alchemy Sacred Library. Have a magical day.